welcome. I, I was going to say welcome, welcome, like Dax Shepard. Yeah. On yeah. 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 I can't say that. Welcome, welcome. welcome. Yeah. <laughs> and I never think it's him every time he says it. It's like, I know. Because then they have that other guy with a really, really deep voice that goes. Oh. You know? Yeah. So that's what I think it is. But. All right. All right. Here we are. We've made it to episode three of Sister Rewind. Whoop, whoop. Three. Still in season one of the iconic of icons, Friends. Yes. And if you're just joining us, this is a podcast that I, Jessica, have with my sister, Laura. And um, we called it Sister Rewind because we're rewinding back to our childhood and rewatching our childhood favorite TV shows and movies all while drinking wine. And we started with Friends, the iconic NBC sitcom. And exactly. Yeah, we're being kind. We're rewinding. But now <laughs> that's what that was the blockbuster tagline. Blockbuster said please be kind and rewind. <gasps> well so you rewind your tape before you drop I it. I got off. it. I got it. Yeah. That took me a second. Yeah, that's sad. Get back in it. Yeah, rewind back to time. But (laughs) it's fun now that we can drink our wine and talk about how we've actually experienced and understand the things that happened in shows that we watched when we were like, you know, 8 to 15 and had no idea what they were talking about. Right. We didn't pick up on all the the nuances. Exactly. It's fun. I'm having a good time. Yeah, me too. Me too. And tonight I am drinking a glass of Prosecco out of your bachelorette tumbler. Yep. The Real Housewives of Laura's Bachelorette. That was mm-hmm. almost exactly a year ago. I think last week. I think it was, yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Are you doing Marca? No. It's the, mm. It starts with an M and is in an or- has an orange label, like oh. Netto or something. Oh, I don't know that. I don't know. A friend dropped it off for my birthday. Oh, that's nice. Three months, two months ago, so yeah. Now I'm just getting. Yeah, I'm drinking a bread and butter Pinot Noir. I'm on a big Pinot Noir kick for some reason. Yeah. Very because of dad. Maybe. Maybe, and I just yeah, it's just like light and easier to drink. Yeah. To be honest, right now I'm just on a wine kick just because of COVID and being stuck and being bored and over everything. So I think any wine. <laughs> yeah. more, but Pinot Noir is probably my pick right now. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. And we don't, that's also why we thought we'd start this podcast, podcast, because we have some time to watch TV. <laughs> We're not doing anything. So much time to watch television. Yes. But let's dive in, shall we? Do it. All right. So this is Friends Season 1, Episode 15. The one with the stoned guy, which is one of my all-time favorites, still quoted episode. <laughs> and if you don't know, don't worry. I wrote down, let me count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight quotes. That seven. I still- seven. Seven. 
another quote for another episode. Yeah. <laughs> Eight quotes from this one. You know, I think this is one that I actually like forget about a lot. Well, season one for me was never like my favorite. So I think it's yeah. like, my least rewatched season probably. Yeah, I think that's true for a lot of shows. Like even 30 yeah. Rock, like just get through the first season or people have said that about Shit's Creek, but I'm really enjoying season yeah. one. Yeah, no, I think season one's good, but I do hear it gets better. Yeah. Yeah. But, but this episode, you're right, that out of the ones we've done so far, this episode definitely is the standout, I think. Yes. And what happens in this episode, they open at the coffee house again. Third time yeah. to are Hanging out at the coffee house. Chandler comes in. He gets this big promotion to processing manager. And everyone's so excited, but he decides he's not going to take it because it was supposed to be a temp job that he's had for five years. Yeah. <laughs> so he's not going to take it. He is, you know, battling an internal crisis. And then Phoebe says, oh, I know what you could do. I have a massage client that wants to open a new restaurant and he's looking for a new head chef. <laughs> and she says this to Chandler, who works in Lord knows what the theater. Apparently. <laughs> and Monica's like, hello. Yeah. And nothing happened here. Right. So, you know, insert funny joke here. Comes out. Monica is going to audition for this new restaurant to be the head chef. Yes. And that's the the main theme or the main storyline of this episode is Monica's audition for this. um, This eclectic new restaurant. Yes. Which is funny because I think that's not a word you would use to describe Monica. Probably not. Ever. No. But and a couple other storylines just to touch on is that Ross has a, a date with somebody. And you see some of like the background of Ross's apartment. And there's like a genie lamp. Dinosaurs everywhere. There's like a dragonfly art piece on the wall. And then there's like almost like what are those called? Like a a breastplate of like a shark on oh, the weird. side table, like that. yeah, it was. It looks like a thirteen-year-old. Kind, yeah, like, it kind of a I nerdy thirteen-year-old, a nerdy thirteen-year-old, yeah. And but that's his adult apartment. Well, it's his bachelor, post-divorce bachelor pad. It's not going to be good. I guess you would think it wouldn't include a random like Jaws <laughs> paraphernalia. It's Ross, I would. Yeah, true. And then Chandler takes a bunch of career aptitude tests to find out he's ideally suited for a career in data processing, which is what he just left. And then Joey helps Ross talk dirty. Oh, yeah, that's which is kind of funny. And this is the scene from that Discover commercial where Chandler's like, no, 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 no. You know, oh, Discover yeah. Can- Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah, that's the Man, scene. I gotta pay attention more. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. So, we can go back to those kind of storylines when we talk about the themes. But the main fun part of this episode is, is that Monica <laughs> is what? Spoiler alert, the stoned guy. The stoned guy, As yes. In the title. <laughs> Hence the title. The restaurateur comes over and it's John Lovitz of a Who, by the way, fame. I have been told several times in my life that people think John Lo- Lo- Lovitz, I can't even say his name, looks yeah. like he could be my dad. 
and that no multiple times this has been told to me and I'm like this is not complimentary by like, different take, people or by the same person no different people and I'm like this is not something that I want to be told and they're like it's not like totally your looks what it is like they think that like I look like I could be his spawn but also his like I guess mannerisms are like comedy or something but I'm like again not who I would would choose your first choice told that I looks like my father I don't see it that's good so you don't not see it though I can tell by your face no I'm just I'm literally trying to picture him yeah next to you and like seeing if I see it yeah I guess and I also just noticed that Vin put a picture on the wall in a really weird spot in the basement. So I was like, like thinking, no. like, what is that? <laughs> Good excuse for your face. Yeah. Yeah. So, anywho, so that's my oh. story. That, that's, that's apparently who looks like my father. I'm like, great. Exactly. I yeah. Mean, or like Brad Pitt. Same thing. Right. I was going to say, like, well, he has dark hair. And no, he has no chin, which makes me think I have no chin. I don't know. You know, I go down a whole rabbit hole when I really think about it. So it's best to just blow <laughs> move on. Okay. All right. Yep. So he shows up to their apartment. Rachel is waitressing for Monica. And, you know, John Lovis comes in and he's like, hello, Monica. Hello, greeter girl. <laughs> and Phoebe tells Rachel, like, oh, when we were in the cab, Steve blazed up a doobie. <laughs> and she's like what and then cut to John Lovett standing in the corner being like is it dry in here like <laughs> and, and he like then they have this appetizer and he just like inhales there's like four different pieces he inhales them and Monica's not explaining the food to right. see if it's you know top chef worthy right and Monica's explaining how she made it what it is and he's like well, smack my ass and call me Judy. Call me Judy. <laughs> Which best I love. Yeah. But the, the best line comes huh? when Mon, you know, I oh. he wants to eat more. She's like, well, that's all we have of these. But if you wait four and a half minutes, I've made some yummy, del- delicious onion tartlets. 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 <laughs> tartlets. Wait, do you actually know what's hysterical? Do you know what I had for dinner tonight was the Trader Joe's <laughs> onion tart. Wow. So, wait, I did not even plan that. I, that's <laughs> what I had to eat two hours ago was onion tart That's for Trader Joe's. Maybe it, was the blip. Maybe it was like my subconscious picked that hilarious. based off of that. In the universe. <laughs> that's funny. That's so yeah, funny. I, am, I am his daughter, apparently. <laughs> you were on his we way. We both for- like onion tarts. There you go. Oh, great. Great. Were you stoned at the time? <laughs> I wish. I did just pass my drug test for my new job, oh. so I should have been. Woohoo! <laughs> but basically, he kind of starts roaming around the apartment. Rachel's kind of like, Can I help you with something? And he, mm. you know, I don't know what I'm looking for. He's just walking around and then he sees in the shelf, Ooh, taco shells. <laughs> They're like little corn envelopes, and like he's <laughs> to say it. And I think of that every time I see taco shells. They're like little corn envelopes, and then there's also another friend's quote of taco shells that Monica's making, and they don't want to have Ross over or something. And she's like, "They're a smile. They're, they're little corn smileys. Corn smileys. Yeah, so, that's so funny. Oh yeah, 
it could Patrick comes again. Yeah. And then he said he sees some sugar rose, like, oh, sugar rose. And then he's like, oh, macaroni and cheese. We got to make this. <laughs> Monica's like, no, we don't. Like, waiting, looking at her watch, like, my onion tartlets are going to be done soon. And he drops them. And he goes, oh, sorry. And he grabs back his gummy bears, <laughs> puts them in his jacket. coat jacket, sits down, and, like, very slyly tries to open the bag. And Monica's like, Give me the gummy bears. He says, no. <laughs> Which is one of my, or like, he's like, uh, uh, no. Which I love. And then they start fighting over the, the bears and the bag rips open and it falls into like what you think is a bowl of soup, like a huge bowl of soup. Like a punch and, bowl, yeah. Exactly. He's like, oh no, bears overboard. They're drowning. <laughs> Here, fellas, grab onto a Cheerio. Sugar, sugar rose. Rose. save yourself, save yourself. Yeah, that is definitely the best. I mean, that's that, and that is an You're amazing drowning. what two and a half minutes of television. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> but then the episode ends at the coffee house as it does. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I noticed, we're watching these on iTunes because we bought the whole series. But they cut out a piece. Oh. Like when they transition to the the end and they're all at the coffee house. In some version that I've seen, Monica says, well, and then I said, don't eat that. That's a kitchen magnet. And so we left him at the emergency room. And that, yeah, that definitely wasn't in this one. That wasn't in this one. But that's in some I wonder if some of my TV or like extended, like late, like Nick at Night or something. Has yeah. Extended. Yeah. Yeah. This that, is an episode. I do think, you know overarching themes, I guess. Well, actually, let's not even go there. Let's talk about how is it normal this man who's a restaurateur would just come into this apart- girl's apartment and that's where this quote-unquote <laughs> audition would take place and you just trust this massage client middle-aged man to come into an apartment with three 24-year-old girls. That's true. Kind of, it's like actually very sketchy to me if that that's in real life. which Monica did meet work. him before. Like, she did go and, like, see the restaurant where it's going to be and talk about the menu. But, yeah, I don't think after one meeting I would be inviting someone over to my apartment. Yeah, and that doobie is the most, like, 90s (laughs) word of all time. (laughs) Yeah, very true. Very true. But I I did, I actually think out of all the, the few episodes we've talked about so far, a couple, like, this one resonated the most with me because it, most of the themes surround your career. Obviously, Chandler yeah. was like, I don't want to do this, but should I do this? Rachel, right. with waitressing, Monica didn't first hire her to waitress this thing and then had to because somebody couldn't make it work or whatever, but was feeling, you know, inadequate. Monica's mm-hmm. trying to, you know, get this new position. Like, you know, right now, just it's very relevant yeah. for me. And Chandler, you know, he says he's not going to take the job because he doesn't want to. His boss is calling him. And throwing like money at him theoretically, mm-hmm. and so he takes the job for the money. So like, right. yeah, like you said, there's a lot of there's a lot in there. You know, it's there's just in in like this 23 minute comedy. You know? Yeah, I like that it was so career focused. Yeah, you know? that's not so normal. And it, I mean, literally last week, I had this the same dilemma kind of as Chandler: Do I take a job that's more money? Yeah, in the short term, or take a job where I would probably like it more and have more like 
growth opportunities and feel more valued or whatever Chandler's problems are. And yeah. I really just faced that last week. It's just funny timing. And you're like, well, yeah. this is exactly why we started this podcast because you don't know that when I was 10 years old, right. obviously. And now it's like, whoa, I'm literally doing that too. Yep. Chandler thing. Chandler Bond. Chandler And that you continue to do that. You know, as a kid, you kind of think like, you're 30, you should have your life figured out. Like you're married with a house and a kid and a dog and you're, you know, in the career that you're going to have forever. And that's not true. Yeah. No, yeah. not at all. And I, um, I mean, that is, and it's, that's kind of a theme too in general in the show that there's like half of them that are really figured out. Monica, like she knows she wants to be a chef, so she's going to do. Ross obviously has a very successful job and passion for paleontology like Phoebe's the musician and the massage therapist but the other ones are kind of like and a little bit you know Rachel's obviously in super limbo right now yeah consistently throughout the whole series is unhappy with his job in corporate America and doesn't know what to do you know then Joey's just it's so fluid as an actor so it's it is interesting to see those two because I do think that if you look at your friend group now Mm. like I could pick out 50% that are on the path that they want to be on and are like happy and 50% that are just kind of have a job to have a job, but don't have like maybe it doesn't push to get to the next. Yeah. They have a career. Like they're, they're just like coasting or whatever. The fact that yeah. I think that that's really relatable for sure. That is interesting. I got to, if I think about my friend group, I think the majority are on some kind of trajectory or in a position where you know they're able to stay home with their kids so they, right. they do which I don't know what would you call it? it's almost like a hiatus in a way or like a sabbatical yeah. but yeah. yeah that is interesting well what do you yeah, think we definitely have two paths even like Jose and I my hubs were talking about this like last night I think that like we're both very different from a career standpoint, like, I'm a lot more, like, focused on being at a certain level at some point, like, having a long mm-hmm. career. Like, Jose's very happy, you know, like, doing something that he enjoys and, like, learning new things, but, like, not being so focused. What's my next move? What's my next move? What's my next move? And, like, we are very, like, opposite in that fact. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just, yeah. I mean, a difference in people, but it's it's interesting to see that I guess yeah for sure but what do you think about you know Chandler took this career aptitude test yeah to see and then he found out that he was was doing what doing what he should be doing yeah so I mean I do think that the tests are accurate accurate. we both took them well I we know we've taken them before yeah I've taken like the the Myers Briggs like personality tests and yeah. all that stuff. I do think all of those do somehow work and yeah. they're pretty. I mean, at the end of the day, like obviously you're in control of what you do. But yeah, let me look at my results. Aptitude tests, which were could not be more spot on, to be honest. Okay, let's hear. So my top careers. So reference everyone right now. Well, I guess I'm in the middle of a job transition, so it's kind of bad timing, but. <laughs> Most recently, I've been a marketing manager for the past, like, four years. So, work in marketing. Yeah. Work like social media, content, overall marketing strategy. So, my top careers from this are digital marketing strategist, marketing manager, 
editor, PR specialist, content manager, advertising manager, journalist. And then my top degrees, which they have, communication studies, liberal arts, language and literature, or law, which I double majored in communication and French language. And I right. considered it law school. Law school. So this is literally like a spot-on interpretation. And it, for me, I said kind of in a little bit of a job transition. So I'm moving into a role that's a little bit less marketing, more like, I mean, sales, not even sales, like account management, something like that. But, you know, it still is reassuring to know. <laughs> in it's in the way, realm of possibility. Unlike what Chandler got, that he didn't want to see that. For me, it's positively reassuring on the right general kind of yeah. marketing field that is interesting That's, and that yeah. you know and I changed majors a bunch of times and you know saying that in writing that that was yeah appropriate yeah it's positive so mine was spot on I went I want to know if yours was as well so mine was also spot on but the first three are very tell interesting and I want to know yours oh. Oh, yeah. so oh. My background is also in marketing, but I was probably more, you know, um, the marketing project management, like working with creative to get stuff done and then also doing content management, like writing emails, writing blogs, writing product copy, strategy, that kind of marketing, business communicate, internal news articles, that kind of stuff. And... My top uh, careers, and I should say I've always loved being a public speaker or, like, giving speeches, being the person that presents something. I was always the volunteer for my group in college. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't get that nervous, and I don't really write out verbatim what I'm going to write. Like, I'm pretty good off the cuff. Yeah, we're certainly not afraid to speak in public. No. So, my top choices my top careers an executive producer yeah that's cool a television talk show host a motivational speaker mm. social media manager content manager marketing manager yeah all that all jobs i've held yep and then top degrees were communications journalism english language business and then okay. education. So we basically got the exact same thing besides, because I have on mine, like, news reporters on here. Okay. Journalists and stuff. So we're basically the same, except mine is much more, like, behind the scenes driven, and yours is more mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. the voice, which I think that's super accurate. That is. Because, is. you know, let's use this example that we all love to tell, that at our parents' 25th wedding anniversary party, Jessica got up, you know, as the older sister and had a very nice speech that she gave, you know, talking about their love, all this good stuff. <laughs> everyone looked to me to say something and I just said, ditto. <laughs> but I was now, like 18, you know. To I mean, be I was, fair, yeah, I was going to say, to be fair, I was in college and you were like a senior in high school. Yeah, but still, so, I mean, I do think that that's still an accurate representation of our personality differences. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You're more, and yeah, you're the one that gets up on stage to sing your talk, and I'll like chill until it's my turn, kind of thing. So I actually think that both of us are very tight because we are similar. Yeah, I think we have similar strengths and passions, but yours are more straightforward or like front and center, I guess. Yeah, I think that's true. That's 
depicted in those answers. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. I like more attention than you. Yeah, that's probably it. Exactly it. (laughs) I can say that. You couldn't say that. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's fun. Well, this is basically our own little talk show. Yeah. And I had a blog when we were uh, living in Germany. And I feel like my job now, which is super random and a long story of how I got into it, but my job is to essentially motivate people to finish a course yeah. which is kind of like being a motivational speaker yeah. so yeah no I like I, yeah I think it's interesting a, so maybe Chandler's was accurate yeah I guess it was and mm-hmm. well it must be he went back to doing it we'll go back to doing it yeah. yeah I mean it is I took let me see a couple of notes about that part like I said okay. it resonated so much with me it's a little bit more like okay um that our dad's advice when I was asking him like which job do I take do I take the one that it's a company that I could have a very long career and do different things and the position puts me out of my comfort zone Mm -hmm. or the one that's something I know how to do and makes more money but I don't see myself working there for you know a long period of time and he said you know make your decision based on not your job now but your next job and your next job picture the next five years in your career and make your choice based off of that not just this one which I definitely don't think that Chandler did but obviously if that much money is flashed in front of you that would be that would be enough to make it sway you I don't know but it's also different you know like he's a single guy mm-hmm. you know him making a bunch more money isn't necessarily like make or break he's not gonna make much more money and move out of his apartment with Joey, like he doesn't have a family that he needs to start like college funds or all the stuff for. Like I feel like money shouldn't be that important of a factor when you're younger to be figuring out what you should do. Yeah. In your career. So I think he did make the wrong choice. What do you think? I don't know. I think some people, their goal, they don't care what they're doing. They just want to have enough money to live the life that but they that want. wasn't Chandler's goal because he basically said that it was like life sucking and he didn't want to do it. True. True. I don't know. I would. Did he make the wrong choice? Maybe to your point of like, you're young, that's when you take risks. But I mean, I probably would, if it were me, I probably would have been like, okay, you're paying me. I do think that that was the difference between the two of us that I think I would make a more, maybe emotional is the wrong term, but a more like not money based decision, I guess. Maybe. And you would probably make more money, like from like the drivenness that you have. Um, yeah, I think that's true. But I'm one of those people. Like, I am driven, and I want to be passionate about what I'm doing. But currently, I'm at a point where it's like I just want to hit this financial goal that I have. So this job kind of fell into my lap, and they let me work whenever my son is sleeping. So right. That's just dumb not yeah, to do. Your priorities are going to vary. Right. In different parts of your career. Right. So. Yeah. Well, we haven't talked about the weenus. <laughs> the weenus. Which is a weekly. Oh, I don't remember the acronym. Yeah, I, don't, I, I almost wrote it down and then I was like, we're not going to go into that. I almost did too. But. Yeah. 
that's a funny one. The weenus that Chandler works on. It's a, yeah, it's like a weekly report, and he says, "I don't want to be at work on Friday night worrying about, about the weenus." And then at the end, he's worrying about the weenus. At the beginning of the episode, when Chandler's in his cubicle, you know, he just has like a sad, very gray cubicle, and it seems like what I assume is like his boss's assistant comes over and it's like, "Hey, so and so wants to talk to you at the end of the day." Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of at my first job, the leader of the team that I was on was this. He was probably like in his early forties, but like very like trying to be fratty. But you know, mm-hmm. he probably wasn't in a good frat. Like he was just like kind of like a doozy. Okay. Yeah. Like not great. Okay. Old boys club kind of vibe, but he wasn't like cool. Got that it. makes sense. A try hard. Yeah, so annoying. But he would all he would just chat you, hey, got a sec? Question mark. Mm-hmm. Like that would be that that was his phrase to, for anything. And it could be something super, super small, or it could be something really, really big. Like it could be anything. But whenever you got that chat, hey, got a sec, your your like heart like drops into your stomach, you know, and you're like, What like, is this about? principal's office? And like, yeah, yeah. Do we have to do this? Like, yeah. is this really how this is gonna be done? Hey, got a sec. <laughs> so douchey and like so cringeworthy now. Yeah. Looking back, I'm like, don't respect my time <laughs> and like respect me as a an employee and don't just treat hey God a sec. Like it's just so rude. It's just because it was him. It came I, across. I'm thinking because I'm thinking back like I 100% have said that to people. <laughs> Not in the chat, but like just walking up to someone's desk and be like, do you have a sec? I have a quick question or. Well, yeah, but yeah, and you say it in a nice way, not in this like douchey like. Yeah. Well, now that I have time to sit here and chat you, I expect you to say yes, guys. Sec, I'm running right to you at your beck yeah. and call. Yeah. I have. Do you have any bad boss experiences like that? Communication. Well, he, he wasn't my boss, but he was the VP of sales for this company, and he would be driving or something, and he would send like a voice to text. Oh, no. email. So you would just get this email that was just a subject. Mm. And it would just say, like, the name of a project or need to add this. But, like, no explanation. Yeah. Just an email subject line. And I finally was like, you know, I would love to help you with this. I don't know what this means. And he... So rude. Like, sorry, you're so busy that you can't... But that's the thing. Yeah, in his mind, he was like, well, I was just thinking of something and I just wanted, I didn't want to forget. And I wanted to be like, that's why they have this thing on your phone. It's called notes. Yeah. You put it in there. And then when you get back to the office, you look at your notes and then yeah. you shoot me a well thought out email that says, Hey, I was just thinking about this. It includes this, this, and this. And then I'd be happy to do it. But you just sending me this random thing. I don't know how to respond to that. Besides right. a my question. I thought about it in the car, like in the shower or when you can't. Sure. Not during work hours. That's not my problem. You figure out how to manage your own shit and then bring it up later. Yep. You're not that important, sir. Well, yeah. That is the key. That is the the root cause. People thinking that their time is more valuable than you. Yeah. It's just so, like, respect me and I'll respect you. Yeah. Well, not everybody operates that way. No. So I'm going to switch gears. What did you think of the word vulva being used in this episode? (laughs) <laughs> that is 
not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> um, I gotta be honest, when Ross said it, I didn't know that's what he said. I had to Google it because I was like, did he just say vulva? Because like, I had never listened to it that closely. And I was like, wait, no, he could not have yeah. said vulva. Right? I swear, I think like as a kid. I thought he I said Volvo. That's what I thought he said, Volvo. And I would be like, well, that was weird to say a car. Right. And like, that was it. I mean, I knew that he had said that because mm-hmm. in the next scene or couple scenes after, Joey says vulva. And he was like, that's the only thing I could think of. And then I have to be like, wait, are they really talking about what they're talking about? Like, I almost yeah. feel like, am I getting this wrong? Like, right. is this some other thing that I don't right. know? Yeah, I think that's an interesting uh, choice. It's an interesting choice. I don't think that that's <laughs> been the choice today. No. What would they say? have to say today? Yeah, let's think. Okay, so then uh, that's in the context of. Ross, the girl he's dating, wanted him to just talk dirty to her in bed, and he couldn't do it. Which is cup of coffee. He just and um, <laughs> yeah, gross. Um, and um, Chandler's helping him in something that first where the kind of Ross comes to his mind. I guess this dirty is vulva, right? Like it's just like I don't know. There's no explanation besides it's about him trying to learn how to talk dirty. And I'm like, if anyone said vulva to me, I'd be like. Unless you're my OBGYN. <laughs> yes. Or, yeah, while making out with you, if that's what pops in. I know, yeah. I wonder, yeah, what term would be used today? I don't know. Why did labia just come to mind? That's worse. Sorry. I hate all words associated. I'm like Vicky Gumbleson. Like, pink part. so bad. No. <laughs> Own it. Yeah, I know. It definitely wouldn't be... I don't think it would be an anatomical word. No, you think it would, it would be like P, the P word. Yeah. Or. The P word. <laughs> I don't like that word either. Well, you have one. You can say it. Mm. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, it was like, whoa. We just said yeah. Volvo. 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 <laughs> Yeah, that, was, that yeah. was a lot for me to take in and something that, again, definitely didn't notice no. when I was 10 years old when I watched this episode for the first time. As a 29-year-old, I was like, whoa, the word vulva <laughs> is being thrown around. <laughs> like, no one's was, upset about it. <laughs> commenting about this word. And Joey isn't like, what's that? Because I feel like he wouldn't know that word. Oh, that's that's not like, it's not a sexy term. Yeah, and he knows the sexy terms, I'm sure, but it's not like he was like studying anatomy on the side. Maybe he really knows his female anatomy. That's funny. Tries. That's really funny. I know. Yeah, that one stuck out to me good. <laughs> yeah, I do think that this episode, like we've kind of said, the overall focus on your you know, career path and just being at different stages in your career and what that means. Like, this was, mm-hmm. this is, I think, you know, now this is our third episode and it's so interesting how layered mm. in this series is because, you know, on the surface, it's just a show about six friends living in yeah. New York City going about their life. But you really, and maybe now we're like paying attention a little more to to the connection between our life and what Friends episodes are, like what's going on in those episodes. Yeah. 
but it is interesting. And oh, this is a fun fact that I just thought of for a while. Vin and I, my husband, we would just like be out to dinner and you know, there's like a lull of a conversation. And I would be like, give me any word and I will relate it to a friend's episode. <laughs> and he, we would do that a couple times. And maybe that, that would be a fun podcast episode. Yeah, I like that. We have the, we have the, the men fun. come in. But like, well, they would he, he would pick like, I don't know. I think he did like milkshake. And I said, um, well, there is this episode where um, Ross is going to drink the fat. And he says, it's just the milkshake. It's just a milkshake. <laughs> and he was like, what? Like, how can you yeah. think of that so fast? And no, like, that's a fact. I thought of the, like, promo pictures where... Oh, that's good, too. They're that's all drinking good. milkshake. Yeah, they're drinking out of milkshake. Or Monica works at that diner. The diner, yeah. Make a milkshake. That's just a fun random... I don't know why I thought of that right now, but... <laughs> Yeah, I'm not thinking. Does that kind of wrap up this episode with the stone guy? We didn't even touch on anything relating to. Yeah, like, let's let's just, too much. I mean, I just feel like it was just like the most stereotypical, obviously. Yeah, turn on a stoned guy, but I guess it lends more. You know, actually, I did have a takeaway from that. That okay. at the end of the episode, Monica kind of says like. Something about, man, like, I really thought this was going to be it for me. I thought this was going to be the one. But then they're like, you wouldn't want to work for a guy like that. Mm -hmm. And that led me to think of that, like, and as long as you're, it's like, I firmly believe this. I've thought about it a lot lately. But, like, as long as you're continuing to put your best foot forward in your job, like, everything is going to happen for a reason to align it the way it's supposed to align. And you're, like, that happened so that Monica didn't work for this guy because she's, because the next opportunity or whatever is going to be better. Or it's like, timing didn't work out for me. Maybe in the past with this, the one job that I was offered, the timing was effed up and took forever. But if it would have been faster and I would have taken that job, then I wouldn't have had the opportunity that I ended up taking. Yeah. Like, I do think that, like, everything happens for a reason with career stuff. Like, as long as you're in life stuff. In life stuff, yeah. And that yeah. she's not supposed to work for that guy. Like, thank goodness he came in high as a kite saving gummy bears with sugar rose because otherwise maybe she'd work for him and be like totally miserable or miss out on a really great opportunity true what's well, kind of like part of it yeah sex in the city episode mm-hmm. where at the end and charlotte's like if i hadn't have met trey mm-hmm. and i've gotten married to trey then i wouldn't have gotten divorced and met my divorce attorney harry who's now my husband or whatever yeah, yeah. you know so i do think if you can't see it right away, there are things you know, later on in life and you look back and you're like, oh, it was supposed to happen. Yeah. This way. You know? Yep. So I think about that, you know, last year, really wanting to buy a house. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And in Detroit. In Detroit where we don't really want to live. But right. like we thought at the time that we would be here like five years. So it didn't make sense to really rent like right on that cusp of like, should you rent? Should you buy what well, we thought? Let's just buy and we'll build some equity. Well, the, the market was so crazy and you know, Vin didn't get a job that he was, he should have gotten. And then we were like, all right, well, let's just rent. And now, you know, thank God we didn't buy, like we would have lost money. I definitely think we would have. 
if we were going to sell in the next, you know, two years. But one, there's just an added stress of selling a house versus just getting up and moving. True. Atlanta to be with me. Right. Because we do, our our hope is to move in the near future. Come on down south, (laughs) y'all. Y'all, where the Chick-fil-A line is in an hour. (laughs) It's still long. For us having like 12,000 Chick-fil-A's around, I mean, it's still long, but it's certainly not Michigan long. Well, there's like two in the whole state. I know, it's so funny. And one just opened, so. Yeah, I just get it. I mean, like a couple of weeks ago, but still. People love their Chick-fil-A. They crave it. But for some reason, I still only crave it on Sundays. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, you have to buy it in advance and then you can have it hung over on Sunday. Well, You're I don't over anymore, but no. Some of us I, I've been hung over twice since becoming a mother and they were both with you. You're welcome. <laughs> I will wear that with pride. You what? We'll wear that badge with pride. As you should. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, no, I think I think that this episode for me out of the ones we've done so far, sticks out the most as being the most relevant to current situation. Yeah. That is interesting because I chose this one because it's just funny. Right. But then, yeah, yeah, like, not for the deep stuff. Right. And now watching it again, it's kind of like, whoa, there's stuff here. I feel that. Yeah. 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 Oh, I like that. That's, That's interesting. Well, good. So that's that's it for this week. Next week, we're going to do season one, episode 24, the finale of season one, the one where Rachel finds out. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. What will she find out? We'll Tune know. in next week. No. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next week on Sister Rewind, your <laughs> thriller podcast. Right. <laughs> crucial information that you can't That's just right. watch right now <laughs> or, or google or ask the person sitting next yeah. to you because i'm sure they've seen it <laughs> yeah love it all right yeah well i'm excited about next week so cool Thanks. all right cheers bye, bye. bye. bye.